The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and more. Hello, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about a legendary American sewist, Betsy Ross. Yes. And it's kind of exciting because I, we haven't done much near history. We've right. done older things. Right. And But, yeah. And I think anytime that you look at, like, someone from history who did a thing that you also do or mm-hmm. something adjacent to what you also do, it's very fun. So, yeah. Yeah, because you, you appreciate the amount of work that went into that thing that is a footnote <laughs> in history. Yes. Uh, and this episode is coming out on the 4th of July, or Ind- American Independence Day, so it's it's a little themey, but also this That's is interesting right. anytime. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I like a theme. That's I do that's I fine with I, as me. do I I can't talk yes. but yeah <laughs> we, things are matchy matchy yep mm-hmm. in a way that is satisfying exactly exactly so yeah. I I am I'm here for this yeah yeah so tell me about Betsy Ross oh wait hold on before we jump into talking we, because you know. I'm just so excited I know um, <laughs> we want to give a shout out to our serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks to you. You are we, the best. Yes, we appreciate you. We do. It's true. Um, you really make this all happen behind the scenes, whether you realize it or not. It really is the thing that that makes this very, very possible. <laughs> Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk Betsy Ross. If you grew up in the United States, you almost undoubtedly learned about Betsy Ross as part of, like, history. And if you are unfamiliar or it's just been a while, um, the the idea here, as the story goes, um, Elizabeth, quote, Betsy Ross uh, is known for making the very first American flag. And... The the story goes that they came to her. She was known. She was known for making flags, standard mm-hmm. ships, standards, etc. Yeah. And so they came to her with this idea for what the flag would look like, and it had um, thirteen stripes and thirteen stars representing the thirteen um, original thirteen colonies. Um, the stars had six points, and they were all kind of like in their you know. I'm not sure what configuration they supposedly were in when they showed her this idea. The idea was, though, she said, let's make them five-pointed stars and let's put them in a circle, which then ended up being the very first American flag. Mm-hmm. We've, I, would you say that as a, when you were growing up that you learned this as fact? Yeah. Like, this is how this happened? Just, that was it? Yep. My fourth grade social studies class. Yep. Well... Mm-hmm may not be exactly have it may not have exactly been that way this might be a little bit more legend i know 
Can you imagine us not having history written down exactly the way it happened? That would never happen. <laughs> I mean, and Paul Revere didn't do the most impressive run I, on that night that the British were coming. You know, he only did a small portion see? of it. There you go. We, we've got... There is a, a young person, a woman, in fact, a girl, a teenage girl, who... I, I like it. Did way, 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 way more. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also mm-hmm. like a famous painting of of Benjamin Franklin out like with the the kite and the key, and he's got like his son with him who's <laughs> yes. like a little kid. Well, it also didn't really happen like that. That was you know just not. There was they were older. There was probably a barn. It's, you know all the things. Anyway, um, probably but, a fire. Several probably, fires. Probably. I'm just probably. assuming because when you're playing with thunderstorms and things, what conduct? Uh huh. Exactly. It was a bad in idea. a farm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. the um the story of Betsy Ross sewing the first flag in 1776. Um. It it seems that. The, and I'm getting this information, this particular, you know, kind of not debunking, but sort of um, from history.com. And um, it was the, the, it says the story was first publicly relayed to the Historical Society of Pennsylvania nearly a century later in 1870 by her grandson. Um, and so I think this is one of those cases where it doesn't mean that it's false. Like the family kind of had this history, but also uh, it's hard to know because the information didn't show up until quite, quite later. Um, right. But the, the story went Sybil with... Luddington. That's the name of the girl. Oh, okay. She rode 40 miles. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> she was 16. That's very impressive. I yeah. think she was 16. Yeah, 16. Um, anyway, sorry. No, I, anyway, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the the idea was that she, you know, Betsy Ross kind of helped design and then sew the first the first flag. Yes, in her poofy white cap. In her poofy white cap, With exactly. an inexplicable embroidery hoop? Yeah, which is funny because... I mean, I have a quilting hoop. That is slightly newer than that, but not much. You would not have used that for joining the stripes together, certainly. No. You might have used that for appliqueing the stars on. Yes. Or embroidering stars on. But I would say applique based on the extra part of the story, which is where they said, well, why would you put six, or why, why five-pointed stars? Isn't that going to be a whole lot harder to make? And the legend goes that she folded a piece of paper a certain way, Made one snip, and voila, a perfect five-pointed star. That seems suspect. You know what, though? It absolutely works. Cool. I have done it. I have done it. I'm putting in the show notes a link to how to fold the paper to get it. Now, Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to try getting it. Getting it perfect takes some practice, I will say. It's not It's not just a, you always get it the first time. I have a bone creaser. It's, I'm ready. It's pretty amazing though because you just have to fold it the right way and one snip that's cool one snip i'm really excited so i that's one of those cases where did this really happen the way it it said it's possible because it works i mean i bet someone just said stars 
and she did it the easiest yeah. way. Although, arguably, you could do two triangles. Exactly. Which, if, if you wanted maybe to that was six. the, you know, their thought was that that was the easier way to make it. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Maybe she just wanted to be fancy. I, I, or make it look fancy, but it was actually easier. Easy. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, she's seen as one of those, like, like a founder of the country in a way because of the involvement with She's the... She's a revolutionary figure. Yeah, exactly. Of law. Yeah, and, and so mm-hmm. I think especially, well, when you're growing up as a girl in the United States, you... Any of the female figures that you would learn about, obviously you saw as um, role models in some way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved learning about all of those people. And so then when you bring in the sewing aspect, of course she's going to be treasured in that way. And and I don't mind that there's a little bit of lore and legend that um, may not be full history. There's lore and legend in every good exactly. story. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, this was a long time ago, so if things get yeah. passed down... I, She's allowed to have a exactly. good story. Now, supposedly, there there are uh, there were affidavits from uh, Betsy Ross's daughter, niece, and granddaughter surrounding the story. So, it, again, could be could be a little bit more documented, but... So, at least within it's family within, yes. oral mm-hmm. history. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Um, I'll accept it. Sure. I'll accept it. I mean, it's more corroboration than almost anything anyone else did um, whose name we know in bold Mm -hmm. print from that era. Just saying. Do you know what Benjamin Franklin was up to? (laughs) No, you probably almost certainly do not. Do you know what Thomas Jefferson was up to? Mm, Well, you you could could look look that up. up. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Betsy Ross anyway. and her and her flag making skills. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, and I I feel like people imagine, or at least I think I did when I was younger, that she invented the idea of a flag, right. completely forgetting. Uh, the entire maritime tradition of flag making because ships oh they like a flag and they have a flag for everything there are flags like that are actual like etiquette Mm -hmm. for being boarded by a pirate ship (laughs) I mean or being boarded by pirates yes. onto yeah, yeah, your yeah. ship. But there's like, hi, a flag for hi, we see you. And then, ha, we're coming for you. <laughs> and then, not only are we coming for you, we're going to board, but we're not going to board right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, that would probably... In 27 <laughs> minutes, we shall... Like, Very specific. So... Uh, yeah, so, and, like, when we say things like flagship, that means, like, that is how you know what place a group of ships is sailing from because their flagship is the lead ship 
with the flag of the place they yeah. represent. And so, like, flags and big flags, flags visible from a distance existed, but I don't think, at least personally, I did not mentally overlap those ideas, even though uh, seaworthy flags are the kinds of flags that are also able to stand up to outside right, right. elements. Well, and that's uh, what I read about, at least, is that, that she was making those. That was, you know, and that which is why they would come to sense. her and say, could you do yeah, this? Yeah, like, they weren't just like, you, you know how to sew. you're a woman. Could you have my pants? <laughs> Can you have my pants? <laughs> Oh my gosh, they, can you imagine how many pants oh, that poor woman must have hemmed she during prob- the process right? of, she, and I'm not even right. joking. Yeah, no, I mean, the Revolutionary War, right? You would have, oh, poor Bessie. Because, well, oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> uniforms. Everybody was making their own uniforms, and by everybody, I mean probably everybody's wife and or mother and or sister were making their uniforms. I, now I've got this view of George Washington coming to Betsy Ross and being like, listen, Martha <laughs> is fed up with having my pants. Could you get? Could you I make us a flag? I need my short pants, pants. hands so my stockings stay up. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sock garter, please. Oh, boy. Ribbons, ribbons. I'd like. I need some fancy Thread ribbon for things. my for my short trousers. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's it, how it worked. Stayed up before that's they were works. stretched. I know. Um, <laughs> I feel like people miss that aspect of clothing. Also, like they think that it was just frippery. Yeah. Uh, when there it, are lots of bows on things. It, no, no, that was keeping yes, your socks. Yes, it up. was. It was functional frippery. <laughs> yep. And I mean, sometimes beautiful, mm-hmm. but it had to do its job. Anyway, yeah. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> Just uh. now I'm imagining. And also keep in mind that many of the founding fathers were teenagers. Yes. Or in their or, early 20s. Yeah. There are, there were relatively few. Like, we think of them as distinguished old men in powdered wigs. No, 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 For no. For reference, as we're talking about this, in, in 1776, yeah. Betsy Ross herself was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. You know. So she's for sure hemming pants of all of the lads who we think of as... Learned, distinguished gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, Amazon, are you calling me? <laughs> really... I, I'm not. I'm not. It's not happening. Anyway, so, yeah, yes. So, um, she was 24. She was 24. I was not picturing that. I one. know. I, part of it is probably because we always see her in the, in the floofy cap that instantly makes you look old. But, by the way, this is from biography.com, and it says that she apprenticed with an upholsterer. Mob cap. Yes, that. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she apprenticed with an upholsterer before irrevocably splitting with her family to marry outside the Quaker religion. <gasps> I know! Wait, wait, wait. The Quakers were breaking the drama? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, mm. and then she and her husband, John Ross, started their own upholstery business. I feel very lucky that my marriage did not cause 
an irreparable rift mm-hmm. in my spouse's family. Their poor Quaker yeah. roots. She, she attended Quaker schools and learned sewing and other crafts common in her day. By the way, she was the eighth of 17 children. And they got that mad? Well, maybe they just needed less less mouths to feed and were like, we're mad that you're marrying outside the religion, but also whatever. Wouldn't you think they would be like, go, 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 be your husband's problem. <laughs> I mean, although if she had an actual vocation already, then she was earning money for the household. Right. Well, and then if she was apprenticing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so her husband was, was killed by a gunpowder explosion at the start of the American revolution. So she acquired his property and kept up the upholstery business. Interesting. Uh, And so then she, she started, she kept up the upholstery business and then she, it says she worked day and night to make flags for Pennsylvania. So she inherited inherited the house. And and that's kind of the only, the only way that a woman could be independent in her own right was to be a widow Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you could own land it's the only way that you could inherit those sorts of things like that's and then that is a really interesting like it sucks i'm sure she was very 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 upset but that interesting how that must have led the way for her to actually be her own she did um Wage she, she did get married again uh, a year later, but mm-hmm. um, he he passed away. He well, he was captured by the British and um, died in prison in 18, uh, 1781. Then she married. She did not have great no, luck with. She soldiers. married somewhat. Uh, she married a third time, and he had been in prison with her late husband, and met her when he delivered Joseph's farewells to her. Oh my goodness. That is I can't decide if it's adorable or horrifying or deeply inappropriate. I, I know. Anyway, but probably also quite normal. Yeah, probably. For that probably. time period. But there we are. Oh dear. So um yeah. Um Wow, that that's not quite a meat cute. No, but a little but... bit. But a little bit. Mm, yeah. Mm. So anyway, there mm. we are, Betsy Ross. All all of the things. <laughs> uh, but I will say, oh I love goodness. that Betsy Ross is on on the biography website. She is categorized as a military figure. So I, you know, it makes and sense. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Yep. That's that's fascinating. Well, when you, uh, or when I saw your research on Betsy Ross, I decided to look a little further into, like, flag sewing broadly. Specifically, I wanted to know if it was acceptable for you or me or anyone with the ability to to sew a flag if that was an acceptable yeah. thing. Um, and so where I first landed was on the American Legion okay. website, like you do, and um, there's an FAQ with regards to the flag mm-hmm. code, and 
there's a traffic jam outside my it's building. Fine. Lots of horns. Gonna ignore that. Um, so one of the questions is, can the flag be repaired or mended? Right. And it, it had never occurred to me that that might not be fine. Right. But, but yet, if a... I know that if a flag is, like, beyond repair, that mm-hmm. there's the process yeah, for... Yeah, an unserviceable yeah. So I guess it would make sense flag. that there would be times that you would... The respectful thing would be to take care of the flag and mend it. So I guess that would make sense. Yeah. And so um, there are no provisions of the flag code which prohibit the sewing or repairing of the flag. Um... The only additional note from the American Legion is, we do caution that if material is removed, the flag may no longer conform to the size and proportions as specified in Executive Order um, 10834. There you go. So, uh, that is... The answer to both of those questions, honestly. Um, But then I stumbled upon a tutorial for making a flag properly. Like, for real, for real, making a flag um, from the University of Maryland's um, college systems. And uh, someone named Meredith Purvis is the person who wrote about the the flag. And so there are lots of steps between Betsy Ross and the yes. current flag. And there are lots of toes to step on in between okay. there. Um, yeah, so there are... There's more than one flag that could be arguably the traditional flag. I mean, we obviously, there's a flag code. Right. There really is right. one now. But there is one because of an executive order by yes. a president. There, it's, before then, there were, there were several answers. Um, the uh, War of 1812 flag is the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. The the one we sing um, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Francis Scott Key saw the Star Spangled Banner, the War mm-hmm. of 1812 era flag flying over Fort McHenry and burst forth into <laughs> song and cannons. Yes. As one does when one um, sees a flag. Uh Oh, I just want to watch Eddie Izzard now. Um, Anyway. So, the War of 1812 flag, however, was created in 1813 um, by by Mary Pickersgill, who is a Baltimore flag maker. And Baltimore makes sense, as it is. It's anyone who has ever seen The Wire knows that that, like, Mm -hmm. shipping yards Mm -hmm. are there. There are dock workers. That is one of the main places. Um, So, 
there are now... Uh, this whole article walks through, like, the process of getting historically accurate and appropriate materials um, and how many people you might expect to need to make oh. a real regulation size okay. flag, which is 30 feet by 42 feet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's photos of people actually sewing a flag are really reminiscent of sure. quilting bees. It is a bunch of people with that flag, everybody's yeah. hand sewing. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of really cool information um, about the history, about that flag, how many yards that you need. And so in um, fall of 2013, this is how it broke down as far as how much it would cost to truly make an authentic flag. And does it also say what type of fabric they're using for this? Uh, it does in the article, but it doesn't okay. in That's the fine. step out. Yeah. Um, so 110 yards of red fabric, 110 yards of white fabric, 55 yards of blue fabric, 15 stars, 13 stripes. It took about 200 people to sew this flag because this is actually a recap of a group of people truly doing it. Right. Um, it took them six weeks to do it. And... $10,000 in supplies. What? To hand sew. Sure. A historically accurate star-spangled banner flag. How? Okay. Uh-huh. I'm... So is the... I assume the fabric is doubled? Because I'm thinking yardage-wise, it seems like a lot... But, uh, I don't think it is. I think that it's... I was thinking, like, the blue, um, especially. Like, French-seamed, like, flat-seamed okay. together, which would yeah. add yeah. significant seam allowances. Um, and there is, like, the edging and hemming and yeah. all of the things that have to happen there. And the applique and yeah. inset. yeah. Uh, hmm. Depending on whether you single or double applique, whether you applique at all, like right. how you're yeah. doing that. And oh my goodness. in this case, it was applique, and it looks to me like it's double applique. But yeah, so it is just mind blowing. Yeah. To me, I how much would go into making a flag that could fly above a U.S. fort. Right. Like, at the time, be seen from a distance so both you and your enemy knew that that, that was yours. And also, sometimes people destroyed them. Yeah. So yeah, 
Like, mm-hmm. with with this in mind, the amount of time and supplies that went into it, destroying a flag is, it's not just a really big insult. It's, it's a, it's a very large destruction of property as well. Yeah, and I mean, there are, I am personally very invested in having read the flag code. I read the flag code at least annually, Mm -hmm. which I know is a weird thing, but it's because it makes me mad when people I might disagree with politically want to throw patriotism in my face by way of utterly failing to follow the flag code, which is the thing that is often being held I, up. I would also I would also say though I'm I'm equally as irritated when people I would even agree with politically do the same thing. Right? Oh absolutely like it's like it's just that it they're not the ones harassing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um I still will tell them a thing or two about the flag code. But yeah when when the people who who claim to be especially patriotic misuse it no matter where they land on things, but like that it's, it is, I, there's certain if things. If you have an American flag bikini, I, I, you're certainly, you know, I'm not actually sure what the, um, what, wait, the actual consequences for violating the flag code. Well, are. I think that's just it. I'm not sure that there usually are any consequences and that's why we have so many people who are, you know, I think unless you were to do something especially egregious uh, with it publicly, but um, all right, uh, is violating the flag code illegal? No. Um, well, the U.S. flag code is a federal law. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it, it is. is a federal law. Um, the guidelines are only stated with. Um, voluntary and non-specific language. So like um you should right. or um in the custom of right what is or considered appropriate in a way or, of yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. So the flag code it has been struck down as a criminal statute um with regards to mutilating defacing right. and Burning, burning uh, is one of the proper ways to um, dispose yes. of a flag. So, so it, I mean, yeah. you get into some gray area there. There's some, mm-hmm. yes. Um, there's and, some weirdness. And also, this this also says unless an article of clothing is made from an actual um, United States flag, there's no breach of flag etiquette whatsoever. So that I that was a new one to me. But also, just I don't think that's true. I, I feel in the spirit of the actual flag code like yeah it's not that i don't think you should be able this is on this is from whatever the same american legion uh in their in their questions and stuff that they do but definitely if you're listening to this don't be sewing anything out of an actual american flag it's not okay yeah well and the american legion i will say has a specific leaning sure and that leaning 
would not want to hear that you cannot wear your American flag bikini. And, I mean, again, I, I simply do not care about those things. It annoys me when people use them in an argument, uh, specifically about sure. patriotism or respect or sure. things like yes. that. Um, and, like, I obviously do not think that everything my country does is A-plus super amazing. Right. But I am aware of the codes that, in theory, you're supposed to be upholding. I have read the Constitution. Yeah. I have a copy of the Constitution on my desk. Yes, I, I could... I could walk right upstairs and I could get my pocket constitution that that I have. You know? I do have yeah. a pocket constitution. Everyone should have a pocket constitution. Um, yeah. And I have a really cool, you know the, um, you know the mini Bibles that used to just yes. be everywhere in the yes. '80s. The um, leather bound. Yeah, it was like the little the mini gift leaf that yeah. you. Would, yeah. Well, I have the constitution bound in. One of those nice, like very very nice settings. That's cool. And my Ruth Bader Ginsburg action figure stands next to That's it. That's perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. Not that anyone was confused about my political leanings, <laughs> but um, so anyway, I just I make it my business to know about that because I am pedantic and. Oh my goodness, am I annoyed by people who use that as a weapon? Um, yeah, I, all of the things related to this, I, I definitely can get a little, well, actually. Yeah. Can I tell you about sewing stars? Yes. So we can veer away yeah, that'd from be great. A, a political train wreck? <laughs> um, so. Uh, but wait, just really quick. Yeah. To be clear, mm -hmm. I think that. Um, and I tend to fall, I'm, I'm too conservative for my liberal friends and too liberal for my conservative friends, but, um, which makes me, an, I mean, actually same, right? Weirdly. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that the reason that we, we do get a little, a little well actually about these things is because we do, we care about our country. Yeah. Even when it irritates us. Yes. yes. No matter yes. where you fall on things, if you care about your country, you should get irritated about some things, right? Yeah. That's how we it want it to be better. We want to do exactly. better. Exactly. Okay. Um, so stars. Yeah, I I completely agree <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, I I think there's a midpoint, and we both fall ever so slightly on the other side mm -hmm. of that midpoint from each other. Exactly. And I I think that is an excellent um, place to start conversations yeah because it's, it's where you how my dad and i talk yeah it's also where you realize that you're way more the same than you are different exactly <laughs> and i mean i my dad is very conservative except that almost all of the things that we truly believe mm -hmm. are right and yep. moral yep are the same and, and sometimes you just see like going about doing things in a different way yeah. But you and want the same end. <laughs> like, guys. Um, anyway. Sewing stars. Yeah. Sewing stars. Going about things in a different way and yeah. ending up in the same place. <laughs> oh, I just brought it on back. I like um, it. <laughs> all right. So 
if you are wondering, hey, did the stars get sewn or are they embroidered or what's going on? Is the, the answer, answer yes? Is, yeah, <laughs> but um, most often, as far as I can tell, the like original hand-stitched flags mm-hmm. were appliqued, and I think it's because of the light needing to evenly shine through to be visible um, in different lighting that makes when sense. displayed at a distance. That, and that is entirely a guess, but I am... That would... like, Yeah, I can see that. And also, I mean, you would have to embroider both sides of the flag. Exactly. You'd need a... Or you'd need a stitch that was going to work, you know, the same on both sides, which you could do, but... Going back to Betsy Ross lore, um, the idea of her cutting a star to go on there is in keeping with the applique aspect. So yeah, yeah. And, and I think so... that you can find that old old flags, very old flags, still exist. So there are examples of them. I did not pull any up uh, in yeah and in advance of this. I but, yeah, link to some of them yeah. in the star. Oh yes. Um, the sewn star there's an entire rare flag website um unsurprisingly i am now looking at it Mm -hmm. yes so you've got your single applique which is what everybody thinks of probably when they think of applique except i'm not sure why you would do that on a flag because it's It's an interesting choice. I I see how they did it and how they finished it because they did essentially needle turn applique on the inside of the raw cutout. Mm -hmm. Um, But double applique, I think, is probably what we've seen most often. I think single applique is maybe more often seen in ships and things for at a distance double applique is i think usually on top of the fabric yes i think that sounds accurate to me yep and it looks to me like needle turn applique pretty broadly which makes sense because most things pre-zigzag stitch were needle turn yeah um finishing yeah um so that makes sense um there are also painted stars like once you get to the point where you can have stencils and if you are maybe say fighting a world war mm-hmm. and need to make a bunch of mm-hmm. flags yep. to put on a bunch of different things you might get stencils and then you might get stars that way um there is an example of a 1944 flag with stenciled stars that some of them are rough (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean the interesting thing about almost all of these flags are obviously somebody did this by hand yeah like, no matter what the process was, like, somebody cut those stars out. Somebody drew them yeah. and cut them out um, because they're not necessarily perfect. And 
Um, so yeah, you can also die different uh, flags in different ways. I think that's we generally see it digitally done right these days, but that is more or less the norm for now, like a single piece of fabric with different colors. Like you could screen print right. a flag and or dye a flag in that way. Um, stamping seems like a questionable choice. That was a very questionable choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can make some beautiful embroidered stars if you've got time. Yes. Um, but I or have to some say, really not beautiful ones if you don't. Uh, the on this on this website, the, the flag from it was a Civil War era homemade parade flag. It there's it is very charming. They are, it's really cute. They are, um, and it, it says that the the stripes were also embroidered on this one. Um, they don't necessarily look like your traditional five pointed star. They are. They do have five points, but they're um, they're cool though. It's cool, and the the thing that the fact that with a lot of these people were making their own flags, the fact that that was made for a parade is so special. Yeah, and I would also like to say that they're lined up significantly better than a lot of the real ones. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely recommend taking a look at. All of the different versions. There are some questionable crochet applique happening. <laughs> um, I mean, no shade, but also, huh. And, yeah, there, there are just a lot of really interesting options. Yes. Uh, reverse applique. There is a very, very interesting Civil War reverse applique yeah. flag that... I don't know who cut those stars, but I think they might have been five. <laughs> um, and I also think the person who stitched those stitches. Like, I truly think it might have but, been someone quite young. Um, well, it's it, it was done with calico dress fabric. It hung in front of a general store. And there are holes in the flag that were shot through by Southern sympathizers. Okay. Yep. Also, I would just like to say when you look at the full version of this flag, there's like on the on the main page it gives close up of the stars, but there's a way where you can yep. look at the full thing. And the the stars get wonkier as you look at the full version. <laughs> but it's still and really cool. I kind cool. of like that. Yeah. It's, it's very like charming. This it again, these become pieces of history in so many ways. So, I like it. This is a good find. I like, yeah. thank you for finding this. Um, all right. Before we wrap up this episode, I have to share my my good find that goes along with, this is the danger of having a yes, podcast where you, <laughs> where you look things up and you learn yes. new, new things. Um, because when I was looking up Betsy Ross, I also learned about the existence of a thing called the Betsy Ross toy sewing machine. Uh-oh. Now- I already own a little Singer clamp-on hand crank sewing machine that um, doesn't look like how we think of sewing machines now. But the Betsy Ross toy sewing machine was made in 1950 
it's a I mean, it's kind of a Statue of Liberty color, blue-green aluminum. Um, yeah, it is my favorite industrial green color. I have several pieces of office industrial yeah, furniture in exactly, that color. Exactly, exactly. You're in a room that's that color. Um, I Yeah, I, um, I found a website called Mermaid's Den that talks about them, including she has a... Um, scan of like the original ad for this sewing yes. machine when it came out. Give me all the info. I know, which was really wonderful because when you saw that, that gave like the measurements of it and everything. It's small, like its largest me- measurement for the box that would come come with it was like nine inches. So it's a small, oh, it's a small little it's one. It's tiny. It's tiny. And when they released it, you could get it in either hand crank or electric and the the hand crank cost seven dollars and fifty cents and the electric version was 2250 in 1950 that was a lot of money uh-huh. and um so when i found this i was immediately smitten it stitches with chain stitch which was common for small sewing machines like this at the time so no bobbin uh underneath and when i right. when i linked to this in our um, planning document for the recording, um, I said, I will own one. And then by this morning when we went to record, <laughs> I had to put in correction, I now own one <laughs> because yep. I I found one on eBay. Um, the electric ones can be very pricey. but And also very dangerous. That was exactly it. I thought, why pay more money for something that I'm going to be nervous to run when I could get a hand crank one, have more control over it anyway, because I want, I, I actually want to be able to use it and I'd like to play around with the, because it does chain stitch, play around with using it for more decorative stitching. It'll just be on the underside of, you know, where it stitches. But, um, yeah, so the, Oh, this is uh, the trade show, the New York um, toy okay. trade show that still happens. Yeah. Um, is that where that the... It was apparently at the New Yorker Hotel. All right. Is that mm-hmm. what the flyer, the little ad flyer thing is from? Okay. I did not notice mm-hmm. that on there, but yeah. So it's it's really cute. And the seller said that everything seems to be working. It needs a little bit of oil, but um, about a week from now, I should... I should have my little Betsy Ross sewing machine, so I should probably. That's so. I should probably good. stitch really something patriotic excited. on it, but uh, I'm just gonna see Obviously. what happens. <laughs> well, you do know how to cut stars. I do know how to cut stars, so there you go. Mm-hmm. I could I could chain stitch applique them onto something. I think the answer is obviously. Uh, oh no! What are the, the little the flags? What what are they called? Like a the like a bunting garland. Yeah. Yes, bunting. That is the word I'm looking for. I should make bunting. Yep, mm-hmm. bunting with stars uh, appliqued on with your Betsy Ross sewing machine. Listen, I've planned your project. <laughs> I, I mean, there was really no other option, really. So. <laughs> no. All right. Um. Yeah, before we go any further into (laughs) 
that direction because I know us. Yeah. Uh, let's just wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. You, yes you, can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts because good ratings help us show up in the recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, now we could spread the word about making flags to a whole generation exciting it's true <laughs> um or we could start a whole lot of controversy that also it could go in either direction <laughs> um yeah tell us about your flag sewing or your toy sewing machines that please. that definitely so all right yeah. thanks all right. Bye, bye everyone <laughs>